Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. I pray that you're well. It is good to be with you. Hi, beloved. I don't know what happened. We had some kind of a technical glitch, as they say. Um but I'm happy. I hope you're still there, and I'm happy to be with you. Um, and I've been, um, I was, I think I was saying that um, we have been um, uh, reading much of the article in the New American, not America magazine. I made that slip the first day. New, the New American magazine, um, which is devoted entirely to education and entitled rescuing our children. Um, at first, uh, a week or so ago, I I was um, speaking about a book um, that is written by the two daughters of Charles Rice, Mary Rice Hassan and Teresa Farnan, entitled Get Out Now, Why You Should Pull Your Child from Public School Before It Was Before It's Too Late. But beloved, it's already too late. And um, this book was written two years ago. Um, I mentioned the other day that um, our very first bishop, Bishop John Carroll in the United States, um, who is the one that brought in Elizabeth Ann Seton to begin the school system uh, in Baltimore. Um, and he said that the only way to break through the situation of his day, which was against Catholics. Catholics were not allowed to vote. Only one who signed the Declaration of Independence was Catholic. And he said he believed the way to do this was through education. And, of course, that's the children, to take them when they're young and educate them in right morals, in right thinking. Well, the enemy has always mocked what God has done. God sent his disciples out two by two, and that's just what the enemy does. He always mocks miracles is if he can. He mocks what God has done. And so he is destroying civilization, beginning with the family, which is the cell of civilization, the number one instrument to build God's kingdom, which God established is the family, and therefore it is the enemy's number one target to destroy. How is he doing it? Through education. Many ways, yes, but primarily through education. He's getting our children. And it's not what's coming to the public schools. It's already there. The indoctrination, the evil, is already there. Gender ideology, uh, same-sex approval um uh one of my I, there's, there's so many things on my mind is is blank right now uh having bathrooms be a child can go to whatever bathroom he decides his gender is um it is uh evil indoctrination that they're getting and um uh it's it's already past the danger point beloved and I've gone on to say that it is that um, becoming that serious in a number of Catholic schools who have adopted the government core, C-O-R-E program, which is designed to dumb down the children, in their words, um, and uh, to rewrite the history book so the children will not know the history of America, uh, they will not know the history of their religion, they will not be taught to think. Uh, and then, again, bringing sex ed into the Catholic schools. It's pure evil, beloved. It's pure evil. 
and it's upon us. It's not coming, it's upon us. And so um, the the authors of Get Out Now have, have been warning us, many people have been warning us, and now the new copy, well, it's not new, it's February of this year, I believe. Um, let me see. Uh, I have to get the date again, February of this year. Um, the uh, New American Magazine came out with articles um, entitled Rescuing Our Children. And they're beginning by showing uh, the current situation. And the, the answer is obvious. You need to get your children out of school. We need to return to God's design. God's design is that children be taught and formed at home. A child, uh, girls should be taught um, uh, how to run a house, how to cook, how to bake, how to sew. They should be taught everything about the Catholic faith, theology, philosophy, everything that men are taught. Men should be taught the same, but they need to be taught to be men. Um, someone said to me yesterday that he believes that it's feminism, not communism, but feminism that is destroying the world. Well, um, and, and someone's retort to that was because men are not taught how to be men. So there's all kinds of situations, all kinds of situations. And it, it has to be at home, beloved. Whatever you need to do to adjust to change your lifestyle, to raise your children at home. It needs to be done. You need to get them out of the fire, the evil of this day. And they've been talking about Agenda 21. I'm going to backtrack just um, two paragraphs to the beginning of this sub-chapter, which says that the tools to destroy our children are indoctrination in education. And the authors say, well-educated and patriotic Americans who value liberty would never accept a plan that surrenders freedom and sovereignty to the United Nations, especially when America already has among the cleanest environments and highest living standards anywhere. Those behind the UN, the United Nations schemes, know that very well. And so both UN Agenda 21 and UN Agenda, UN Agenda 2030 place education at the heart of the plot. Excuse me, beloved. I'm still getting over my cold. Hold on. Indeed, both documents acknowledge, Agenda 21 and 2030, acknowledge that indoctrinating future generations is critical to advancing the UN's vision for humanity. And as has been pointed out numerous times, beloved, their vision for humanity is not the restoration of the family. It is indeed the destruction of the family in this one world global pact. It's the destruction of the family. And people have asked me how I could speak out so disrespectfully, so strongly um, against the Pope, against these things. I'm not speaking against any uh, the Pope uh, to speak against him. I'm speaking against what he says. When a Pope says, we need to obey the UN. He has departed completely from Christianity. That translates, we need to obey evil. We need to give in to this total destruction. That's what that translates. The article goes on to say, in Agenda 2030, the document is explicit about the need to indoctrinate children. Quote, children and young women and men are critical agents of change and will find in the new goals a platform to channel their infinite capacities for activism into the creation of a better world, end quote. The agreement explains that. In goal four of this agreement, which focuses exclusively on education, the agreement states that by the year 2030, 
That's why it's Agenda 2030. By the year 2030, governments must, now how that's 10 years from now, 10 and a half years from now, governments must, do you hear that? M-U-S-T, quote, ensure that all learners acquire the knowledge and skills needed to promote sustainable development, end quote. It is not enough for the children just to submit to sustainable development. They must be so indoctrinated that they will promote it. The agreement signed by Barack Obama also mandates that children receive education and That is otherwise read, the article says, indoctrination on everything from gender equality and sustainable lifestyles to global citizenship and appreciation for diversity. This is what is happening now, beloved. It's happening now. It'll be complete by 2030. The only way we can stop it, we can try to fight against it, But the forces are too powerful. The magisterium is now involved in this. It's awful. It's unimaginable. The only thing we can do is pull out. Pull out. Get your children out of this evil. You, not the schools, not the evil uh, people behind this plan, or I should say not the people behind this evil plan. They will not be responsible You, mom, dad, are responsible before God for raising your children in the faith. I'll continue here. Now we're going on to fresh material. Agenda 21 contains similar language in Chapter 36, which focuses on education. Quote, education is critical for promoting sustainable development. The agreement reads adding that enviro- quote, environmental and development education needs to be incorporated as an essential part of learning, end quote. Quote again, both formal and non-formal education are indispensable to changing people's attitudes, end quote. No matter what you try to do at home, mom and dad, no matter what grandma no matter what you try to do at home, they will thwart it. They will thwart it because they believe that this is absolutely indispensable, changing their attitudes. It is, still quoting, it is also critical for achieving environmental and ethical awareness, values and attitudes, skills and behavior consistent with sustainable development, end quote. The scheme also says, quote, environment and development education may include spiritual development and should be integrated in all disciplines. You can be sure that it's not going to include the spiritual development that you would want to teach your children. Among the tools prepared by the UN for teaching children is a UN book called Rescue Mission Planet Earth, a Children's Edition of Agenda 21. Rescue Mission Planet Earth, a Children's um, Edition of Agenda 21. In it, Young children are bombarded with sustainable propaganda. One page includes an image of storks carrying around babies and a pagan god, small g, appearing troubled and bewildered. Quote, the planet groans every time it registers another birth, reads the book, suggesting that babies are somehow bad for the planet and that the gods are upset about people being fruitful and multiplying. Of course they're upset. That's what God wants and what Satan does not want. The article continues, at school, children are already being indoctrinated and terrorized. In an interview with Fox host John Stossel, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing the name, terrified little school children admit they are worried um, 
that global warming will kill them and flood their town. What, the question is, Stossel asks, what are you most worried will happen, Stossel asks, a classroom full of children who appear to be between six and eight. One little boy quickly responds, we'll all die. The children then admit that they are being taught this by their teachers. Similar brainwashing is taking place in virtually every government school in America and around the world. In some U.S. schools, children are given letters to send their local elected officials, um, urging them to take climate action. I feel like I'm reading a, a science fiction book here. I grew up with Flash Gordon. Some of you remember him. It was science fiction. This is science fiction, but it's not. This is real. This is happening. We, we're worried about alien invasion. It's already happened in our people. The article goes on to say, these tactic, tactics have become highly effective. During the previous generation, using similarly manipulative taxes, tactics, government schools began preparing children to accept the homosexual agenda, including homosexual, quote-unquote, marriage. By the mid-1990s, teachers across America were introducing children as young as first grade to propaganda, such as the film uh, It's Elementary. The title of the film is It's, I-T apostrophe S, It's Elementary, talking about gay issues in school. That's elementary. It's only elementary because it's the devil's plot to destroy our children. It's produced by two lesbians. In one scene, a homosexual teacher encourages children to imagine themselves as judges, considering the supposedly... Hold on now. Oh, this is just awful. To consider the supposedly a discriminatory ban on homosexuals who love each other being married. The goal guide the goal is to guide the children to the predetermined correct attitudes. And it worked, beloved. It worked. It worked and it is working. At the time, sodomy was still a crime across much of the United States. Less than 20 years after striking down the ban on sodomy, um, the U.S. Supreme Court would defy the Constitution and vote yet again, this time to create a right to a homosexual marriage, just as the LGBT movement and the powers behind it envisioned when they indoctrinated children in the 1990s, and it occurred with very little pushback, thanks to the groundwork laid in classrooms nationwide. People say, well, why isn't anyone doing anything about this? Somebody do something. But you see, you parents are the only ones left to do something. We are the only ones left to do something. We keep waiting for others to do something, and we're letting them do it. We're letting them do it. Um, it's a, it's a, um, I tell you it's unthinkable except that it's true, that it's true. When you send your child into a public school, you are sending them into destruction, into the education of immorality, into the destruction of their very identity. And the solution is Get Them Out. The title of this book, the book I showed you, written by the two daughters of Charles Rice, Get Them Out. There's no other solution to get them out. You must raise your children, parents. You must do it. Otherwise, you condemn them and yourself. In a document posted on the UN Education Agency's website about education for sustainable development, 
is a stunning admission. Quote, generally, more highly educated people who have higher incomes consume more resources than poorly educated people who tend to have lower incomes. The UN Toolkit for Global Sustainable Education explains, in this case, quote, in this case, more education increases the threat to sustainability. More education, real education, is a threat to the UN's agenda by the UN's own admission. Parents, take your children out of school. Homeschool them. Form groups that will homeschool together. Form private schools. Save your children. And if you don't know how to save them, what you you can do is keep them from being destroyed by sending them into public schools and some Catholic schools, some so-called Catholic schools. Okay. Um, Let me see where I left off here. Um, Okay. And so actual education has increasingly been expelled. Actual education has increasingly been expelled from the classroom as this issue, this magazine issue, um, will prove beyond any shadow of a doubt. Whistleblower um, Charlotte um, Iserbite, Iserbite, it looks like, I-S-E-R-B-Y-T, who served as a senior policy advisor to President Ronald Reagan's U.S. Department of Education, inadvertently discovered what was happening while working for the government. Quote, you think the purpose of education is reading, writing, and arithmetic, she said in a famous interview. The purpose of education is to change the thoughts, actions, and feelings of students. It's frightening, beloved. It used to be reading, writing, and arithmetic. Now it's indoctrination to destroy the minds of the students and change them to be robots of the government, of an evil government. There's the music for our break, beloved. You're welcome to call in with anything on your heart, toll-free or text, at one 511 or email at com. We'll be right back. Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful, full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight, gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the Church. Subscribe today at FaithfulInsight.com and may God bless you. If you love Catholic Radio and want to share it with others, be sure to order our free bumper magnets for each of your vehicles. That way, no matter which mode of transportation you take, you'll be a witness to the faith. Help create awareness of Catholic Radio in your community so that other drivers will find the peace of Christ through listening. To request your free bumper magnets, please visit thestationofthecross.com and click the Promote tab at the top of our homepage. That's thestationofthecross.com, then click Promote. Thank you for your support of Catholic Radio while you travel. Tune in week 
weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. Visit thestationofthecross.com for details. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Hello and welcome back, beloved. This is Mother Miriam Live, and I'm thrilled to be with you, and we have an entire half hour all to ourselves, and I'm, I'm thrilled to take your calls, your texts, your emails. We don't always have the full answer for you, but we can direct one another to the sources that could give us um, the fuller information. Um, you're welcome to call in again, toll free or text at one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We have a call on the line from Tom. Are you there, dear brother? I'm, I'm here, mother. Good, good. Um, go ahead, dear one, with your question. Mother, you, you mentioned earlier that the Pope was speaking, was telling us that we need to obey the United Nations. That's right. I mean, that's wrong, but that's what the what? Pope said. It's in print. Correct. What what are we as Catholics who want to remain faithful to do when the Pope goes too far? We obey Christ always. We do what the obey Apostle Christ. Paul said. He said, you follow me as long as I follow Christ. We never depart from Christ. Never. And from his word and from infallible church, church teachings. We never depart from that ever. We need to know now, our faith. I'm, I'm learning my, our faith, and I'm teaching my sons our faith. Beautiful. What um, the second part of my question is to go to church. What if what if some priests aren't following Christ? Can we still get to church and receive communion and re- and have confession? You can solution for our sin. You I can do one because that's. Um, that's always valid. Uh, Christ has promised us that. It's the, the sacraments are valid apart from the condition of the priest. However, if the priest begins to teach falsehood, you need to approach him. And if he does not, uh, is not able to be helped to change his ways, approach him with writings of the church and good things, uh, with a good attitude, then you go to the bishop. But if nothing happens, if at all possible, you need to f- go to a different Catholic church, if at all possible. But if not, yes, you can still go and receive confession in the sacraments. Absolutely. Thank you, and- Mother. You're welcome, Tom. And you just reminded me, and I've mentioned it before, of an article that Cardinal Ratzinger wrote, I believe, before he was Pope Benedict, um, in an in, in a book interview when he said that he believed within our generation the church would go underground. And we may experience that, but we never, ever depart from Christ. We never deny him or his truth. I, I think, I think uh, he is right, Mother. Um, when I questioned, uh, I work as a substitute teacher, when I questioned uh, global warming, two teachers jumped all over me. And uh, a lot of people are being taught that that the Catholic Church is unacceptable. Yeah, when you said you think he is right, who who is the he? Uh, uh, Pope Benedict, when he wrote that article. Oh, that Pope Benedict, oh, sure. Oh, it's, I know, Tom. It's just absolutely awful. And the more people like you call in with these little examples that you've personally experienced, the more uh, valid people, validly people will take this. Okay, Tom. God well, bless you, my brother. Stay strong. God Our Lord you, is mother. worth Thank fighting you. for. Okay. God bless you. 
We have an email from Priscilla who writes, Dear Mother, I have great respect for you. You speak the truth and report with honesty. However, I disagree with you that Catholic college is the solution. Many parents try to fix their children by forcing them to go to the small Orthodox conservative Catholic colleges. Thomas Aquinas College has many of these. I would I wouldn't guilt parents into choosing one of them. One of my brothers and his wife have similar complaints about a certain college. You know, um I, I I'm gonna read your whole email, Priscilla, but I'm not quite understanding it at this point. Um you disagree I disagree with you the Catholic college is the only solution. I don't remember saying that to begin with. I'd have to go back or you'd need to be able to, I didn't say Catholic college is the only solution. No, 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 no. Um, uh, it, it, it's, if you're, if you've raised your children Catholic, they want to go to a Catholic college. They want to stay with the faith. Um, but I'm not saying it's the only solution. It depends upon the situation, the subject, the child, their faith, their maturity, And then she says, many parents try to fix their children by forcing them to go to the small Orthodox conservative Catholic colleges. That should never be the case. You cannot fix a child that way. It is your responsibility, parents, to raise your child in the faith. And you raise your child not so much by what you say, but by what you do. If they don't see the faith lived at home, then they're not going to be Catholic. They're not going to be raised Catholic. You can't fix anybody by sending them to a small Catholic college. And you say Thomas Aquinas has many of these. Well, I don't know about that. I know some very wonderful, strong Catholics who have graduated Thomas Aquinas College, and they come. They were homeschooled before they went there, and they come from wonderful, strong Catholic families, and the families weren't trying to fix them by setting them there. They chose, the students chose that college. Um, and she goes on to say, my daughter Laura graduated from Thomas Aquinas College, an atheist last year. Well, Oh, dear Priscilla, that's not the fault of the school. I will tell you that. That's one of the best schools you can send your children to. Uh, if she graduated an atheist, there are other problems there. And Priscilla says she attended the college, she attended the college hoping that her faith would become stronger. I did not force her to attend, though. She chose with my recommendation and she was on financial aid. Catholic college, like Catholic high school, is no guarantee. Well, that's for sure. I lost my faith at Catholic all-girls high school in the 70s. The nuns were heretics, and my family did not pray the rosary, so I eventually became a rosary-praying revert. I know of boys who entered Thomas Aquinas College addicted to pornography, including homeschooled boys, drinking alcohol on the edge of campus, just over the property line was a problem. The college admitted an atheist student. It, they admitted an atheist student who formed a little community. Um, I'm going to continue this when we come back from the break. There's the music for our break, beloved. This is an awful email, Priscilla. I believe every word you're writing here, and it's tragic. And so we need to be aware of these things. Uh, I wouldn't fault Thomas Aquinas for it. Uh, I don't know the situation in those, in, in the situations you're pointing out, but um, uh, I'm not going to put down co- good Catholic colleges because of problems at home. Um, we'll be back after the break, beloved, and you're free to call in, please. You're welcome, I should say, at one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three or email at mother at thestationofthecross dot com. We'll be right back. If you're new to iCatholic Radio, welcome to the free mobile app of the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. It's available for download on your Android and Apple mobile devices. If you have any questions about your new app, please contact us at thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. That's thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. 
888-646-6279. Through your new app, you can listen to podcasts of shows, conference talks, and prayers. View our programming grid, call us directly, and check out our mobile website. You can even learn how you can promote iCatholic Radio in your community. Connect with us through social media and financially support the programming you love. That's all available on your iCatholic Radio mobile app. Thank you for joining our iCatholic Radio family, proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, Love in Truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. Beloved, this is our last segment. We have a good full 15 minutes and and good time for you to call in. If you wish, hold on a moment. (coughs) With anything on your heart, toll free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We are on a very lengthy email by Priscilla. And I read through it during the break, dear Priscilla. And the main point is that Catholic education, Catholic schools are not necessarily the um, solution to the problem. Um, Well, I I agree with that, of course. Um, But there's many problematic things here with with this email. showing that here uh, your daughter went to a Catholic school. Um, she said, don't feel guilty if you can't get your child to a Catholic college or high school. Um, it, you know, as long as you have two Catholic-involved parents in the daily rosary. Uh, she said her own daughter has a father also addicted to porn who abandoned the mom when she was 18 months old. See, there's so many problems in families um, so many causes for these things uh, that uh, it's not one solution because the, most of the solution in this case is to have had help for that family to raise the child Catholic. Um, but if you're not truly Catholic when you go to college, uh, if you go in as an atheist, if you go in being forced or anything of that sort, not knowing your faith, um, that's not going to be your answer. It's not. Parents, you need to raise your children from the time, from before they're out of your womb. Hold on. Sorry, I have a runny nose here. Um, you need to raise them Catholic in a Catholic home. You need to do all that you can. Um and uh, as the proverb says, train up a child, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old enough, he won't depart from it. Uh, this is not an infallible formula, but um, Patricia's uh, email, long email has many problematic issues in it. Um, and it's, it's uh, if she says Catholic college like Catholic high school is no guarantee Um, And she says, I lost my faith at Catholic all-girls high school in the 70s. The nuns were heretics, and my family did not pray the rosary. See, so it's um, a very 
difficult things. Now, uh, Patricia has reverted back, and she calls herself a rosary-praying revert now, Priscilla. But uh, all those problems, uh, they are not put on the school. That is the family, beloved. That is the family. To send your child off to a school to fix them or to save them is not going to work. Not if the home is disordered. <clears throat> we have an email from Christine. She says, good morning and God bless, dear Mother Miriam. Thank you, Christine. She said, Mother Miriam, I'm very grateful to our Lord for having found your broadcast on Facebook and on LifeSite. I have two questions that regard schooling and mass. Our children, our children's ages are eight, seven, four, and two. Our oldest are in grade three and, f- and one. Three and one. So the eight-year-old is in the third grade and the seven-year-old is in first grade. Our children are currently in a nationally recognized public school, but previously, prior to moving out of California, we had them in a Catholic school. Now we placed them in the public school because, one, it is a well-recognized teaching school, and two, to save money. Three, there are no Catholic schools nearby. The Catholic schools that were nearby were closed down and now are small public schools, and there are only Protestant schools otherwise. I homeschool my preschooler on Catholic curriculum and would like to remove my other two children from public school to homeschool, but my husband does not want me to do this because, one, He wants them to socialize, my goodness. Two, he states that the public has higher scores. Three, does not want me to become overwhelmed and stressed. And four, I think deep down inside he thinks I will not be able to provide the education to excel in the the world, that perhaps I'm inadequate Although I have a successful college education, achieving my master's in nursing and prior taught young uh, early childhood education when I thought of becoming a teacher. Oh, I grieve at that very uh, long sentence, my dear one. Um, The fact that you're sending your children to a well-recognized teaching school uh, means very little if you haven't seen the curriculum. You need to see the curriculum. You need to know that sex ed is not being taught. And you need to know that they don't have the core program. And you need to see their books. You must see their books. And if you don't object to your children learning their curriculum, and you can see the books that they're going to be learning from, then it's okay. You can do that. It's not as good as homeschooling, but it's okay. To save money, of course, uh, uh, it might be less expensive than sending them to a Catholic school, um, but you're not saving money sending them to a public school if you could homeschool them. Number three, they are there are no Catholic schools nearby. Uh, the Catholic schools that were nearby were closed down and now small private school, public schools, and there are only Protestant schools otherwise. I homeschool my preschooler on Catholic curriculum, would like to remove my other two children from public school. My husband objects. He says, one, he wants them to socialize. What you need to do here is some very serious research, Christine. You need to do some serious research so that your husband is not living on um, errant opinions. You need to get to a homeschooling group with these, your husband's objections. And they need to show you how homeschooling children are not unsocialized. You do get together. They do have social activities. Uh, That is a fallacy. They will not be unsocialized. For the most part of civilization, um, there were no schools. And the Hebrew people raised their children as God wanted to. They were not unsocialized at all. Um, So that's number one. That's that's a false uh, premise. Uh, secondly, he states the public has higher scores. Well, that's also something you can prove him wrong on. Um, there are wonderful results of homeschool children who beat 
public school children uh, by a long shot in their test scores, psychology, everything. So you need to do that research. Um, He does not want me to become overwhelmed and stressed. Well, um, that's, uh, I think you need to make that decision together. If you can teach your three children at home uh, and eliminate other things that would cause you stress, that would be the way to go. And then four, you think deep down, he thinks you won't be able to provide the education that they need to excel in the world, that you're not adequate enough. Well, that is an objection that many mothers have who want to homeschool their children, not just fathers. Everyone feels inadequate. They're going to be cheating their children. Their children won't have the education. It's simply not true. You simply need to learn what to do in homeschooling. You need to get a hold of a good uh, uh, Seton homeschool program or others, good, solid homeschool programs, and your children will come out way ahead, way ahead on test scores, in knowledge, in morals, than any public school child. I promise you this. Um, So you say, I don't know how to address this with him. And I'm saying to you, do the research. You don't have to bring your husband into the research. Do the research. Call some solid homeschooling groups, find out who they are, say you want to homeschool your children and your husband has these four objections. And I'll tell you, however inadequate you may feel or your husband may feel you are, your children need you more than they need a so-called adequate public education. They will be corrupted. Um, You say, I don't know how to address this with him. My worries of the times we live in regarding their education influences. I want to keep them holy and raise them for the Lord. That's what God wants you to do. I feel like I'm teaching from home already because they arrive home from school with so much homework and many times they could not review everything at school or that they had questions but didn't ask out of embarrassment at the time. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I want to urge you, you are homeschooling, and anyone who sends their child to public school cannot give up homeschooling. You must go through with them what they've learned in school. Um, and she says, my second question is regarding Latin Mass. We currently go to Novus Ordo, which is not as reverent as I would like it to be. They do have communion rails, so I have instructed and explained to my eldest son, who has done his first communion, that we are to kneel and receive the Eucharist on the tongue, which he understands and loves. I have explained this to my husband, which we were both raised under the Novus Ordo and its failures to truly catechize correctly. I've taken it upon uh, within the last year and a half by the grace of God that he's placed a desire in me to truly understand my faith in the Catholic Church and all of her teachings. In doing this, I have learned so much. I know avail at Mass and always knew. A very little difficult email here because, um, but we have attended Latin Mass since my husband does not want to return because he feels as though it's foreign to him. So he doesn't want to go to the Latin Mass. I do agree and feel it is for him. I do agree and feeling it is for him, but I know in my heart it was right because of its reverence. Well, it is right because of its reverence. You're correct there. I understand the meaning of the purpose of the prayers of the Latin Mass, and I have found it difficult to continually return to the Novus Ordo. How do I go about explaining to my husband the importance of attending the Latin Mass to me and for the children to grow up seeing this and witnessing a true Roman rite and loving um, and reverence for the Eucharist and the Holy Mass? You can make sure you get the red books that are the instructions for the Roman Mass. And I forget exactly. It's the order for the Roman Mass. And it it has Latin on one side and English on the other. And so every prayer is said in Latin and English. And while the priest is going through it in Latin, your husband or anyone can go through it word for word in English. That's how I grew up in the synagogue. We didn't. We studied Hebrew, but we didn't know everything in Hebrew, but it was also in English. 
So you have two languages there. Um, she said, I feel fortunate to have a Latin Mass within 30 minutes every Sunday and only on Sunday, but do not go because I do not want to upset my husband and because he feels more comfortable than Novus Ordo and I don't want to attend the Sunday 8 o'clock Latin Mass with my children and then attend on the Sunday 11 o'clock Novus Ordo with my husband and confuse my children. Well, that's difficult. Um, I would I would like you to get, I would suggest rather that you get that book that has half uh, that has Latin and English. Show it to your husband. Say, sweetheart, uh, what would you go to church this Sunday with me to the Latin Mass and follow it in this book? You'll be able to get it. Many people have not been able to understand, and they don't like it. But they go a few times, and then they and then they fall in love with it. Would you Would you go for my sake? Take this book. Let's go one Sunday for a month and see how you feel about it, all right? And see if he'll do that since you go to the Novus Ordo during the week. See if he'll acquiesce to that. Um, You have some research to do to bring your husband a good plan now on, um, on homeschooling your children that it will not, if anything, the public school dumb them down, not the homeschool. So, um... Go ahead and do that research, dear one, and see if your husband, get the book for your husband. You can call, you can go to your Latin Mass parish and ask them for that red book that has Latin and English, explains the entire Mass, everything the priest is doing, the people's part and the priest's part. Okay, God bless you. Um, Whatever you do, love your husband. Let him see the love of Christ in you. All right, God bless you, everyone. Don't give up the fight. Never, ever, ever, ever give up. Our Lord is worth every battle we fight. Okay, God bless you. We'll speak with you tomorrow.